Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This is week 39 of 2022. We are activespirituality.life, Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli, and Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 26th of September, and I will be back at the end of the week, which is technically October, for our little 10-minute <laughs> meditation. <laughs> okay. What's the look yeah. like? All right, yes, the shorter month of uh, September. And on the 26th, the moon is in the sign of Libra. Those of you may remember, I was talking about that on the heels of the new moon that happened yesterday. And so Monday, we continue with that energy. Now, here's the thing. Often with a new moon, Conventional wisdom may say, well, you don't necessarily want to start with that new moon energy. You want, you know, the seed to kind of start to open up in the earth and leave itself uh, available for whatever nutrients may come in. Sometimes I will say that new moon day is absolutely fabulous for kicking something off. Uh, in the case of this Libra new moon, remember Mercury's retrograde, and I talked about how it is about partnerships that will bring up challenges within ourselves of who's holding the power, am I able to navigate this, how can I get myself heard, and yet really in, bring in very strong alliances that are incredibly transformational. So this is a great time coming off the fall equinox and this new moon about really bringing in constructive change, uh, new transitions. So whatever it is that you want to be whether it's just a tweak or a total metamorphosis. I, I mean, this is the season to allow that to happen. One thing I absolutely love as a child of the Northeast is that when the leaves turn their bright colors and go into the earth and basically die and feed the ground, everything is about that That richness of the soil to create new life and growth. And so we have to have a willingness to fold in to what has to go in order to open up to what's new to receive. So the week begins with this sense of what needs to go in order to open up to what is 
new to receive, even though it may cause me some difficulty, challenges, or discomfort as I move into what I want to bring into being. Just in general, the moon in the sign of Libra on Monday, lots of conversations, lots of uh, potential for opportunities. Uh, one has to make choices as to what they're going to act on, because if all these options and opportunities come in, nothing gets done. So the the cut to the chase piece, which sometimes is difficult in Libran conversations is it's well let's consider this idea and let's look at and what about him and what does she think um, we may need to kind of edit down to the core of keep in mind that mercury retrograde which basically says retrace go over consider but also have very strong editing skills you can't keep you can't keep all the film on the table if you're trying to cut to a one-minute um, commercial or a one-minute little video. You have to decide what's going, what doesn't fit. And so this is really uh, a wonderful time to just thank whatever it is for its um, its point of view or that it was there and just put it aside because it's about decisiveness which may get easier as we get past mid-afternoon the 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 ability to be more decisive increases after you've weighed all the options and considerations so on tuesday the moon goes void, of course, at 12.21 p.m. So this morning may have more of that editing consideration, stepping up to a challenge, uh, working through little power plays or maybe not so little power plays as you determine what is, you know, where am I really investing my energy the moon enters Scorpio at 7.15 p.m. So all afternoon, it is void in the sign of Libra. And, and this can just have a lot of open-ended conversations or <clears throat> lack of resolution. Uh, that's why ideally you have determined your course of action either Monday or <clears throat> Tuesday morning because once... Tuesday afternoon happens, its decisiveness has gone out the window, and people are not really that committed to <clears throat> anything. Whereas if you have a course of action, know what you're doing, follow through on a project, it can be a very constructive time. Also really great for purging, cleaning things up, getting rid of the email cache. Um, so at 7.15 p.m., once the moon enters the sign of Scorpio, now this is really a deep couple of days. <clears throat> so that's the evening of the 27th, all day on the 28th, and the 29th, Thursday, until that moon goes void, of course, at 5.20 p.m., 
But even so, the moon is in Scorpio for that evening. So here's the thing about <clears throat> the moon in Scorpio. If you read old texts or a lot of traditional astrology, it's known as being in <clears throat> in the fall, like the it's not considered a good placement for the moon to be in the sign of Scorpio. This particular moon, as it moves through the sky, is getting a lot of juice from the planet Pluto. So basically what's happening is that that keenness of being able to disseminate information, cut to the quick, really laser out what needs to be determined or or found is quite brilliant over these this period of time. Not necessarily easy, but incredibly um, right on the money. Just knows it's like a dowser going straight to the source of water. Here it is, and that would be the loveliest. <laughs> It could also straight to the source of pain or the the thing that's not going to make the thing work or what what needs to be modified or totally overhauled in order to get where you need to go. So it's not the decisions or the awareness or the perceptions are not necessarily easy, but boy, are they rich. And that's how this period of time can play out for those of us who are you know, willing to just kind of face it clear-eyed and, and deal with what comes up. The part of this that is absolutely essential, there's a Mars-Saturn uh, picture in the sky over um, the 27th into the 28th, is that we are we really want to work with people who want to do the work, who are committed to the follow through. And it, it is a super time to reach out to them, make those connections, shake the hands. Just this is this is going to happen. You may find yourself working with someone or uh, going for a goal that you, you couldn't imagine working with. But it's that that realization of uh, like-minded people without the the sense of artifice or you know make nice. It's like this is this is the focus goal or what it is we want to make happen. And also, you can determine with the awareness of the Mercury retrograde, you can see and uh, discern and discover a lot of pieces that maybe you hadn't really thought of or seen before. Uh, but it's that, it, it, it's as though over these days, um, you can be on a well-trod path, something that you've done or worked on or known very intimately or well. And suddenly you see something or make an observation in a way that wasn't how you'd seen it before. 
And that is life-changing. So that is very strong when I look at the 28th and also on the 29th. Uh, once the moon goes void, of course, at 5.20 p.m. on Thursday, it is still wanting to kind of delve into things but I, I would utilize that uh, that evening time for just staying with something that was about purging or anything therapeutic, just tremendously, tremendous healing energy. That is one thing um, the Scorpio uh, moon can have, depending on the other aspects or things going on with it it can have tremendous healing energy because it gets rid of the toxins. It addresses the wound. And it can also obviously be something that can be used in a manipulative or painful way. But if we use this in a way that's very direct and conscious, it can, it can really move something that's been stuck in the body, emotions, or mind for much longer than you want it to be. And that window of high productivity, especially for um, where it might really ramp up. In other words, if you don't feel a lot of uh, movement or things happening on Tuesday evening or when, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, when I look at pretty much, um, yeah, pretty much as of five a.m. until uh, until it goes void, or maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. This is a particularly rich time for um, looking into things that you've begun or started and you need to you need to adjust so that they really sail in a way that's uh, very powerful and productive the moon enters sag in the wee hours of friday the 30th 1203 a.m so just after midnight our perception of uh the 29th when we are entering into actually Friday the 30th and once it's in Sag uh, we may feel a lift come in which is part of the fiery mutable energy of hey you know open the windows look over there let's check that out and that's really great the piece uh, or the the thing to note over these couple of days with the moon and Sag is that you really want to pay attention to whatever was contractual or detail-oriented. You want to know what it is and what's going on. Also, Mercury goes direct on Sunday the 2nd, so it has slowed down in the sky and there's this sense of um, what didn't I get to? What do I still need to unearth? And with that, with what's going on with this Sag moon is you don't want to run so fast that you run by something that was important to read or understand. 
the the story that comes into my mind is let's say you have a new electronic or a new toy or uh, something that you want to explore or understand. And of course, a new electronic with Mercury retrograde, you would have only bought it if you needed to. <laughs> or if you got a great price for it and it was something you'd already researched. Um, or you're born with Mercury retrograde. But uh, what, there's something you want to put together or make happen. And you don't really know how to do it. When I was a kid, I always went to my father and I'd say, Dad, how do I do, ex you know, uh, what does this word mean or how do I put this together? And he would invariably say the same thing. Read the directions or look it up. <laughs> and we could go into why he said that. But the that's the picture that I see when I look at Friday and uh, Saturday with the Sag moon, it's like there's this eagerness to get something started or do it, but you have to go back and take the time to integrate or figure out how does it work? What does it mean? How do I bring it to fruition? And so that's really important to keep in mind over these couple of days. Uh, a lot can get done, a lot of really good conversations, things that want to get started. If you can avoid signing anything contractual or shaking hands until we get past that mercury uh, when it goes direct, that's the ideal. But it, you know, sometimes life happens. But keep in mind, you want to read the directions <laughs> to know what you're getting into. So the moon goes void, of course, at 5.46 p.m. Oh, and of course, Friday, Saturday, great days to be outdoors. Uh, always the Sag moon has a hunger for traveling or seeing the big sky or a wider terrain. Uh, void, of course, moon at 5.46 p.m. on Sunday, uh, Saturday. And then uh, Mercury goes direct at 5.07 a.m. on Sunday the 2nd. The moon has entered Capricorn as of 3.38 a.m. And this day is energetically a bit clunky. It's very much about um, just feeling a sense of how certain things are difficult, hard, or how am I going to pull them off? But the piece that must be faced, seen, or addressed is what is it you don't want to look at? And why do you think this is hard? And it's, it's kind of a grown-up day in that we may have to push through some old business in order to get to where we want to go. So I think, again, as I said, get outside for Sag is good. It's also really good for Capricorn. Um, and that idea of if you feel that 
you're not having support, woe is me, or this is too hard. Just again, look at it, see it, hear it, and realize this is not the reality that I necessarily want or need. And with Mercury going direct, we are getting a lot more push to have the conversations that may be difficult, but we want to have them so that we can see what we're working with and move forward in the most appropriate way. So I see Sunday really as a really good day as is the Monday that follows it, which I'll talk more about next week. But these are good days to launch whatever it was you wanted to happen with that new moon. Since Mercury's just gone direct, you might want to give it a little more time, a few more days. But if it needs to get off the ground, it's certainly not a bad time. And now I turn it over to Susie. So, sorry, Pam, if I understand correctly, Sunday and Monday are good days for the launching? Yes. Okay. Right. Let's but. find things to launch, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can also, as I said, also put it off a little longer because Mercury has just gone direct and mm-hmm. sometimes things can be a little wonky. But if you did all your homework and research everything while it was retrograde, then you're in good shape. Of course, we've all been doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always do. We follow Pam's instructions to the T. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thank you, Pam. Let's start our meditation. And um, just a little word here that as I work as a therapist and a homeopath, I can say that, you know, people suffer. This is, this is a place of great suffering. Um, our planet Earth, and uh, we we have all these many, many ways of doing it. So I would like to offer this meditation perhaps too as a launch for us to find ways to um, be in a more peaceful and healthy place away from suffering, without suffering. Okay, here we go. So I invite everyone to... Take a seat, just take a few deeper breaths. And as we arrive, recognizing what is that being that is listening now, just take a moment to be witness of yourself, to see the self to see this person that you are. And we all know that you're, you're not your name and you're not your body and you're not your form. You're not really your mind. Like if we try to identify like what am I and we put ourselves under a microscope, And we kept going deeper and deeper and enlarging. We will find that 
we are made up of atoms. Those atoms are moving around very, very fast. And if we just keep looking at those atoms, we will find that they're made up of minuscule little particles that are also so, 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 so tiny, and they're also moving fast, but most of us is just space. We're made up of space. And a lot of our science, our new science and quantum physics is showing us that even those particles don't really exist, that they pop in and out of reality. And the really big question for us is, what is reality? And what do we perceive of reality? And what perceives reality? And it is our mind. Your mind is now perceiving me, listening to me, Perhaps you're imagining what I look like in case you don't know. Perhaps it doesn't matter to you. But your mind now is listening to this. It is your perception, your consciousness, your awareness that is listening. And if that mind is listening, if that mind is aware, that mind is active, that mind is doing something by listening. That mind, which is the way that you perceive everything in this world. And one could say, as we do in Tibetan Buddhism, that the mind is the perception of the world. That everything that exists, exists in your mind and if this might be foreign to you or seems like it's not the truth for you just for a moment understand that from this place when we recognize the mind when we recognize that the mind is the perceiver of all of this that we are actually in the place of command that we can control our mind or perhaps that's a lot of the work that we need to do is to be in command. But we have the choice. We have the choice in our mind to accept certain situations, to accept what we're going to say and how we're going to react. And most importantly, in a very big way, we have command over our emotions. We have command over our suffering. We have the ability to curb our tongue or to speak words of kindness. We have the ability to help others through our words, through our thoughts, through our prayers and through our actions. We have choices in every single moment of the day, we have choices. And this freedom is so important for us to understand so that we can be free from suffering. 
and also help free other beings, other beautiful sentient beings around us from suffering. Let us feel empowered knowing this. Let us feel the strength of knowing this. Let us feel powerful so that we can make changes in our individual lives. Also to help make changes in other people's lives by deliberate actions, by random acts of kindness, by caring for our families, by caring for our world at large, in the choices that we make, how we interact with the world, with Mother Nature, what products we use, what transportation we use. All of these are choices that we have every single moment to make good in this world. We are not the puppets of others. We are not the slaves of others. We are independent, powerful, and strong beings of light, full of unconditional love, full of loving kindness, full of compassion. And this is the core of our being. This is the very essence of who we are. And we might think that we have all of these layers of disturbing emotions, of suffering. We might have many, many experiences of being greatly hurt, of being in grief, of being in dire circumstances. But at the very core of each and every single being on this planet is this essence of loving kindness. It is the essence of being human. And those around us where we can say, wow, I don't see the loving kindness there. That's where we have to be even more compassionate, knowing that those beings are confused. They might be having a, a ripening of karma from the past. Those beings are the ones that we really, really need to hold in our hearts and express to them loving kindness and compassion. Doesn't mean we have to sit in their lap and be around them. We can certainly do it from a distance. We can do it at a safe distance away from them, but we can send them this love and hold compassion in our hearts, just as we hope and pray that that is done for us when we are perhaps confused or when we have perhaps not been able to express the love within our hearts, but we have expressed the hurt. 
as we take a nice couple of deeper breaths, knowing that our core essence is essential love. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Thank you so much, Pam. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.